You're listening to The Parking Podcast. Views and opinions are my own. Welcome back to another episode of The Parking Podcast. With us today is Matthew Valera, Director of Municipal Sales with Parking Guidance Systems. How are you doing today, Matthew? Oh, well, first off, thank you for having, uh, having me. I know I shared with you, but I'm a big fan, you know, always, always listening in on a lot of the conversations. Uh, most recently, the one with Josh, uh, which was a very good one. Yeah, today's been great. Just got back from a project site that we had in, uh, in South Florida here with a client. So it was pretty good. Uh, keeping busy and we got Friday tomorrow. So looking forward to uh, what's tomorrow. April Fool's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, <laughs> That's it's going to be an interesting one. Yeah. Hopefully Same. no clients uh, hit me with, uh, we'll move forward with your project. And <laughs> it is with April Fool's, right? Dude, it's every year. I always fall for something stupid. And even like parking ones, Passport used to always do like post some new feature they have and i'd always fall for it i don't know i just don't pay attention to to dates but you said south florida and you're based in in kind of south florida right you're where are you based yeah so i live in south florida i live in a a small city right outside of uh outside of the city it's called hialeah florida but yeah we're based out of miami we have an office here in downtown uh and we actually have some offices in orlando texas uh, two offices in texas uh and san diego so uh we are growing and to be honest, we may even look at opening up an office in the Carolinas because of, of, you know, all the traction and the, the projects that we've been closing in those areas. But primarily my focus, yeah, it's, it's down here in the state of Florida. Yeah. So that's a parking guidance system. I've, I've seen them everywhere lately. I know they've been hiring some good people like yourself. So, um, I mean, I, I've, I've been in a garage and I've seen where you drive down the aisle and you see red light, red light, and then down the, the aisle, you see a green light. So is, is that kind of what you guys do is that parking guidance system i'm sure it's more than that but tell us a little bit about parking guidance system yeah yeah so your snippet is like broken down for a fifth grader right uh so like essentially um i like to call it like a tech driven approach between uh three components you know consisting of sensors uh signage and software and what this does ultimately it it provides these customers an enhanced experience you know when going into a certain facility whether it's a garage uh, surface lot, and now even on street, right? You see a lot of uh, a lot of people using camera technology on the uh, on street side, so where users can see it on a on a cell phone or even a, a sign. You know, uh, I noticed uh, inner traffic was this week, and um, I, I noticed that there was a few vendors that um, some signage vendors um, that had some signs that would go like a cylinder. It would go around the light pole, and they're doing it on street, which I thought was pretty unique. I haven't seen anything like it. I haven't seen that either you know i love it for the garages you know there's 37 spaces in this garage but i've never seen it while you're driving on a street you know four four spaces on this block two spaces on this block that would be a really really cool in a lot of communities especially some of yeah. these coastal communities where we run a lot of these where you there's like these little side streets that have one or two parking spaces and people turn down them and then can't get out because another car it's like it's just chaos. So having this on on street would be really cool. But you weren't. Is, isn't that in uh, like the Netherlands or something? Did you did you attend that conference? No, I actually did not. I wish. Uh, I wish uh, my VP would send me out there. Uh, but no, we actually. So parking guidance. We also uh, we're a distributor. So for those that are listening in, uh, we are not a manufacturer, but we are the distributor, uh, the biggest distributor in the world for Indect, who uh, is based in Austria. Uh, so right across the pond. So they 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 attended, but we didn't. 
but I, one day that is something on my parking industry bucket list. I'd like to, to visit. I heard, uh, inner traffic is an amazing show. Same. Yeah. I, uh, I, I would love to love to get on one of these boards that can send me overseas. Cause that's also a dream of mine as well, but let's get back to the parking guidance system. So, um, yeah, it helps you find a helps find a space. Obviously, yeah, helps get rid of that cruising. What you know? What are other benefits of uh, using a service like parking guidances? Yeah, and I think the fascinating thing to me is, and it's kind of one of the reasons why I got into parking. Um, not so, not more so because I was born into it, uh, but because it's amazing to see the power behind technology and what it can do. Right? You know, yeah. there's a long list of things that we that we provide that comes with the guidance systems. But, you know, generally speaking, a lot of people assume that it's just, you know, red and green lights get someone in a space and out, but there's a lot more, more, uh, much more to it. And we'll get into that comment in a minute, being born t- into it. I've been trying to ignore that because I know you're probably tired of everyone referring to you as Romy's son. I know you're an individual in your own right, but we will talk about that in a minute. But uh, what about kind of data? I'm assuming, you know, we, you guys know if spaces are, are open or not. So you know if they're occupied, you know when they're turned over. Do you guys have like a dashboard or do you share that API to other dashboards? What are some of the data benefits of, of your system? Yeah. So in our in our system, you know, we have an ultrasonic sensor that's a single space, and then we have a absolute camera. Well, uh RVP likes to call it a multi-space solution, but a uh, you know, like the millennials like to break down everything. A little easier. It's a camera-based system um, that's uh, it goes down the middle of the drive aisle and monitors three spaces on each side. So uh, ultimately, it does six spaces per camera, uh, and the ultrasonic sensors go over the space. Uh, and it's pretty cool. I th- what I like about us is that we're actually the only company uh, in the world uh, that can provide uh, an external light, uh, an LED light uh, attached to the camera in the middle of the drive aisle. And what we do is we turn off that light, put it on a little LED light over the space. So it's, technically you can get a signal, single space occupancy showing to your customers, but realistically you're using that one camera for all six spaces. But with this, with this data you're getting, I mean, like you said, you're getting the turnover uh, per space, you get to, you know, have significant features, almost like you can see, uh, geographically who's coming into your garage, right? So if you have an LP, uh, the cameras have an LPR software in them. Uh, so it allows you to see, you know, who's coming to your garage. So if you have a, a, a massive mixed use development where you're having a lot of tourists come in, so you can kind of understand where you need to market and, you know, do your marketing stuff, uh, because with that information, you can kind of, you know, pinpoint where your, uh, your users are coming from, you know, are they rental cars from the airport? Are they, uh, vehicles assigned to people that live in Orlando when you're, when you're mixed use developments in Miami, you know, things of that nature are some of the things that you can get. And sometimes we even use them as a security feature. You know, we've had clients ask us, Hey, for your, you know, they'll show us their layout of the garage that we're laying out our stuff. And we notice they have cameras and, and they actually reduce the amount of security cameras because they can use us our feature, not only for the parking operations, but for that as well. So, you know, they'll put some cameras in the blind spots, but these are some of the features that, you know, come with it. But there's been a few things where we've done some unique integrations with our single space where uh, someone can park on a spot. And even though we don't have their license plates, 
uh, we have an integration with uh, payment providers where you can park on a space, you know, you have a grace period. And once the vendors receive a payment, we can tie it into that spot. Um, so those are some of the things that you can do. Um, and, and one of my favorites actually is, you know, when you can use a camera for dynamic pricing, right? So if you have a five-story garage or a surface lot that is a higher rate because it's right in front of the, the retail or the restaurants, uh, you can capture this. And then, you know, whenever they're leaving, they can, you know, they'll be charged for that specific amount uh, when you get to the gates or if you just, you know, pay by your phone, it will pick up your license plate and let you know, hey, you're in a, you know, a premium zone, right? So your rate is X amount of dollars. So these are the things that, you know, we can really provide at the asset owners uh, at their fingertips. Oh yeah. That's, there's a lot to unwind there. I, yeah. I, I live in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and sometimes I'll see like a sign, like visit Branson, Missouri. And I'm like, what, why are they advertising in Chattanooga? But it's stuff like this. I'm sure they've had data somewhere from, you know, from the airline or from a parking app or something that shows, you know, 12% of people that drove through this area are from Tennessee, you know? So it, it, yeah. It truly does work like that because we've we started um, with some of the pay stations in some of our coastal communities is requesting the zip code when they when they pay for parking so that we can tell our constituents, our cities, their visitors bureaus, you know, here's every zip code that parked at your beaches this summer. Did you know that 17% of them are from Atlanta? You know, and that will help. They they love that information. They love that data. So that's really cool that. You guys uh, can also do that. And then, yeah, so a lot of companies, a lot of people are moving towards kind of the frictionless, uh, be able to, you know, enforce automatically from cameras. So, so it sounds like you guys have kind of piloted, have, have done that. You kind of put the plates into like a bucket. Here's the 17 people that did not pay, but, but parked. You guys have that technology? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, we have a few, we have that and we have a basic, you know, understanding where someone is on a, on a current spot and hasn't paid with our camera based one that goes down the middle of the drive aisle. You can actually pinpoint where someone is, what space, um, exactly where the, you know, what floor, what cameras detect, uh, that's being detected by. Um, so that way your enforcement officers can get to that space a lot quicker and, uh, and enforce that. Right. And, and just make sure that it's where it needs to be. Um, and we've used that kind of in, in various situations where, you know, some universities have their students primarily parking on the first and second level or third and fourth level, which is a little weirder. But, you know, having these areas where the camera can or the sensors detect someone that's not supposed to be there, uh, you can send certain alerts, right? So it's, it's really interesting on, on different ways we can do it. But since we have an OP, open API, yeah. you know, it allows us to sit with those, uh, those vendors that we're working with and see how one another needs to talk to each other. And once you get that on the board, you know, it allows you to kind of see who's going to be carrying the bigger weight on, you know, who's sending what, what data to who, but that's all it really takes, you know? And that's one thing I loved about, you know, it's, it's, it's an irony that someone says it, but that's one thing I, I enjoyed that COVID did was it kind of brought a lot of companies and vendors in the parking industry that usually wouldn't have worked with each other to now work with each other because that's what it took to kind of get everything back and rolling. And that's kind of something that we've done ourselves. Yeah, no, it, I love it. It, it, you know, points the 
officer to the violators instead of them having to type in 700 cars license plates into their handheld they they have a list here's the three people that didn't pay this is where they're at go issue them a ticket and it you know you cut your payroll by 95 percent by having a solution like this the other one i like is the kind of the premium zone because if you can if you know every space in that garage and who's in them that does that can change your your, your pricing strategies i i remember <laughs> this is kind of silly but you know, it got recognized by a manager of mine. And I think this is kind of one reason you get promoted doing silly stuff like this. But we had a, uh, we had like a lot next to this very kind of exclusive club in New England area. And it was whatever, $5 to park. This is 15 years ago, $5 to park at night. And there were big timers that came with like their ladies and, and dressed to the nines and fancy cars. And I told my boss, I was like, can I, just try something. I'm making more money. And I, I put these little, like, you know, like in the movie theater, the lines, the red, like those red, uh, yeah, yeah. like you pull them out and you can create lines. Like I kind of like read it zoned off these spaces right across from the club and called them like VIP spaces. I just put like, I just like $20 just see. It. And sure enough, they sold like immediately, like 10 spaces, VIP, for $20 instead of five. And I kind of figured out, kept raising the rates to figure out how much people will, will pay to impress, <laughs> impress people. Yeah. But anyways, I'm just rambling, but I think this is back when I had to use cones and, and, and a uh, line. I don't know what you call that tech, that the, the, well, you the, should, the line tape, what, but you could do that now with, uh, with technology. When you know, again, you have to know where every space is doing. Yeah, go ahead. Exactly. And that's, and that's what I was just going to say, right? Like one of the things that uh, actually one of the, the u- most unique stories I've heard, or one of the ways our technology was being used is um, which I've touched on this on MSTPA, one of the shows that we just had now in, in Birmingham. But uh, during my presentation, I actually discussed this a little bit, right? Like the cost per space that's right now to build a garage is like almost $22,000 a space. And you have these owners and developers that are building, you know, six-story garages with 1,500 spaces, 800 spaces, or 500. And one of the things that you got to remember is that some of these garages, depending on who they're serving, need a minimum amount of spaces. And that's a lot more money in their pocket when you're thinking of, okay, I'm just going to build a 500. But then, you know, they come back and they say, well, after doing a study, you need 700 minimum because of you know, the, the retail, the office space that you just have yep. around you. And, and one of the ways we've been able to use our technology is to maximize the use of the facility using the red and green lights, using the data that you're getting and using, uh, and, and like I said, maximizing the facility, it's allowed them to, to lower the amount of minimum spaces needed. So from 700 to 500, you know, that you can be saving a million or 2 million. And that allows them to invest that money or even nearly half of that, not even. Uh, in the guard, a guidance system, which in due time, you know, pays for itself. When you maximize the whole facility, you obviously, in, you know, do premium zones, like you said. So when you, when you think about it, there's so many ways that uh, we've been able to use our technology to kind of like assist the asset owners. And that's one of the things I enjoyed about our team is that, you know, we don't like selling something on a silver platter. It's more like, you know, what is the solution they need and how can we help them? And it's, and it's gotten that unique to a story where, you know, they had 700 minimum and they're like, you know, how can we save a couple mil? Well, this is how you do it. You know, you can use our technology and you get to that 500 minimum and 
you save a big chunk of money, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I love how you guys customize that. This episode is brought to you by Parker Technology, the customer experience solution of choice in the parking industry. Parker's solution puts a virtual ambassador in every lane to help parking guests pay and get on their way in under a minute. Parker helps capture revenue, provides better customer service, enables your staff to focus on other on-site tasks, and keeps traffic moving, all according to your business rules. With the Parker solution, you'll also enjoy access to real-time call data and recordings. Learn more at helpmeparker.com slash parkingpodcast. And I've seen some cool systems, frictionless systems, but it's a lot of them, you know, it's like a camera on the entryway and a camera in the exit, but the PEOs will tell me it doesn't really help them because they know five violators, but it's a thousand space garage. They still got to walk around for eight hours finding these five violators. So again, when you have a solution like yours that can tell you exactly every space, kind of what cars and what space. Another side note I had is someone's going to steal my idea here, but you watch football. I know you're a sports guy, but oh, you ever yeah. seen those like cameras that are like around like a, they're in the sky and they, they like zoom yeah. all over the floor. I was like, are you imagining that? on the <laughs> Yeah. It's like pretty, pretty <laughs> just going left and right. And just like a, like a moving one. Dude, it's <laughs> scanning gonna, plates. It's, it's going to happen. It, there's going to be some kind of, Wiring. Can we can we imagine Let's... Boomer sitting on the camera as well? <laughs> we know it's gonna happen, so it's gonna, you're, uh, you're gonna have no, one that, camera that zooms that, that would be awesome that has a trolley and can tell you every space in your garage. So someone well, out that's, there listening, make it happen. Well, that's 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 some it's interesting though that you say that, right? Because you would think that you know, five or yeah, five years ago, I don't think anyone or 10 years ago, I don't think anyone thought it was possible to be able to have a garage with no gates, right? Like, how do you even manage that? And that's where we're at now where you can use uh, our technology or technology of our like that that's similar to ours to be able to, you know, go completely frictionless, you know, you have no gates, you have no maintenance costs on that. Um, and that's what, that's the best part about us is that, you know, our cameras require very little ongoing maintenance. So we're able to, let's say, remotely monitor the system within our software. So it allows us to just be able to get out there, uh, not to have to get out there and do it remotely. And, you know, worst case scenario, maybe 10% of the time we do, uh, we get out there, but there's no moving parts in a parking guidance system, you know, so therefore it's kind of like less acceptable. Uh, to operational issues. And also because, you know, all of our stuff is IP65 outdoor rated. So it's, you know, less prone to environmental conditions, all that stuff. So when you start in putting this type of technology into assets, um, you know, garages and, and surface lots, and even on street, right? Um, obviously on street's a little bit more of a challenge because of the infrastructure compared to what you got on a, on a garage or surface lot, but it, it will get there. And I think the industry is moving in a right place to, to get to that point. I mean, here in my neighborhood, we have the Miami Marlins. They're the first sports team to actually go uh, completely gateless, uh, free flow parking. And it's worked well. I've, I've never had an issue. I'm able to get to a game on time without worrying about, you know, long lines of, of paying on the little, you know, scanners. And, and it's just, it's just a little, it's, it's a little bit of insight of what, you know, the industry is going to do in the future with technology. And hopefully maybe in 10 years, I see a camera flying by. I know it's probably you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, you know, it's my, my invention. That's funny. Yeah. And like you said, the camera where 
when you think of meters, it used to be single space meter, and now there's multi-space meters. And you guys again did the same thing with cameras. You know, one camera to to read multiple spaces instead of a, a camera or a puck per space. But yeah, no, that's great stuff. And and let's let's uh, well, I guess the other thing, if if listeners are interested and or uh, want to learn more, or you know, thinking about budgeting, like how do you guys? charge it? Is this something like a CapEx hardware that they purchase or is this a software as a service? How does it typically work as far as uh, how you guys charge? Yeah. So for, for our stuff, we're a hardware purchase. You know, We do one, one cost upfront. And obviously with, with COVID coming around, with, with COVID coming around you know, we've allowed ourselves to be understanding that some entities and some asset owners aren't going to have the capital that's needed. And that's okay. Uh, so we've allowed ourselves to either push that through a you know a monthly cost or you know annual cost where uh, it allows them to still be a part of what we're trying to build um, and what we're trying to help them with. So it's that's something that we do. But yeah, most of our stuff is a hardware purchase uh, all up front, and that's one of the the things I like. Even you know integrations, we don't have any monthly costs, which is you know all the nuts and bolts. You know we uh, and that's one thing that I like about us is that. It includes our team getting out there and installing. You know, we have our own team to do that, so we don't use any third parties. So that's something that you know we take pride in. No, that's really cool, and that I don't have to to do it myself because when it comes to like IKEA furniture and anything, anything I have to do, I would much rather just uh, pay someone else to do it. So, hey man, I, I, I'm with you, you know, after, after being, you know, I was an enforcement officer and, and, you know, doing all the ticketing. And then, you know, previously from PGS at the other company I was at, I've, I've installed, you know, over 300 sensors, um, from three in the morning to noon in Miami weather. I mean, yeah, I'm with you. It's, it's definitely a good change of pace. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So you, you talked about being born into parking. Looks like you, did you start off as a as a parking enforcement officer? Tell us a little bit about your history that led up to the sweet gig you have with parking guidance systems. Yeah, so I it's I know a lot of people know, but uh, to those that aren't familiar, um, I was born into parking, and the reasons why I say that is because since I was knee high, and I can remember, I remember my my father was traveling extensively. I mean, uh, almost every week of the of the year. And it got to a point where I was like, well, you need to take me. Um, he's like, no, well, I'm working. And I, I'm like, dude, I don't, I mean, come on. I'm, I'm, you know, 10 years old. Just take me to Italy or, you know, Virginia, wherever you're going. Um, <laughs> and he's just like, I, I just can't. So I get to a point where I'm like about 13 and he, it gets to a point where, you know, he can have a conversation with me and kind of really deep uh, dig down into what he does. And I wasn't, I wasn't amazed. I was like, well, you're traveling all all week for that. I mean, dude, you will not catch me doing that. So <laughs> it, it got to it. Then I think around, yeah, when I was 18, I was a CVS pharmacy, pharmacy technician um, in Miami Lakes where my, my Spanish wasn't as good as it was because my parents didn't teach it to me as much as they did to my sisters. But it got to a point where it was like, like I told my, my family, I was like, I can't really talk to my, the customers because a lot of them are you know, predominantly Latino. Um, so that actually got me to learn Spanish, which I'm good now. So no one worry. Um, because as a Cuban, you definitely got to learn how to know to speak Spanish <laughs> down here. But um, aside from that, after CVS, I ended up going to Miami Parking Authority, where I was an, uh, an enforcement officer, where my father was also an enforcement officer. One of the, the cool things about it was 
my Romy, who's my father, uh, when he started as an enforcement officer, he was tw- his officer number was 2422. And sure enough, you know, 20 years later, the number that they provided me for my time there was 2422. So no it was way. Cool because a lot of the people that, yeah, yeah. And, it, and I think that was the best part about it was that there was still a lot of people that worked with Romy back then. Like there was people that my dad trained that were, were at Miami Park and Authority still and, and, and climbed up the ranks. But it was cool because, you know, they would call me 22 and it would just be surreal for them because they're like, you know, you wouldn't think, you know, 20 years later, you know, his, his son would be doing the same. And that's kind of how it started. Uh, from there, um, I wrote tickets, you know, but it got to a point where, you know, um, Romy ended up opening up his consultant uh, family firm. And I was like, you know, perfect opportunity for me to get under his wing because I knew I loved the industry actually before that. Sorry, I skipped the part. As an enforcement officer, Miami Parking allowed me to go to IPMI. And that was in New Orleans. That was my first show ever. And, and I told him, I said, finally, you've taken me on a trip. And, and it ended up being my favorite. It was in New Orleans. It was IPMI. And I remember walking into the trade show floor. And it was still the biggest show I've walked into. I don't think any IPMI has passed that one. But the 2018 one, I mean, I was just, I was shocked. I mean, I was a 19-year-old kid walking into a trade show floor where you just see technology that, you know, you were like, why are you using this for parking? And then you like dig deeper into it and, and, and you see the, how they use it. And I was just amazed. And ever since so, then, I've loved the technology. So your dad's job it. wasn't as boring as you originally thought. Yeah, but you know, yeah, yeah, so to say, but he's, <laughs> he was an operator. Maybe 20 so, years ago. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but no, I, I think, I think it was, it, that's what caught my eye. I love, I love the technology about it. Um, I'm more of a tech guy than he is. Like he's more of an operational guy than I am, but I just fell in love with it. And that's when I told him, I said, I'm, I'm definitely here for the long run. Like that's, that's exactly why, you know, I signed up for the IPMI tech committee, which I've been on for, for two years now. Um, I actually did my first presentation for them, uh, a virtual one, not too long ago, about three weeks ago. But things of that, that's just kind of how, what it got me. I think that's what it kind of made me fall in love with the industry. And it's kind of funny that you wouldn't, you wouldn't think, uh, you know, a 19 year old would be amazed by the industry and fall in love with it as much as I have. A couple of things. I love, love when organizations send their frontline staff to, even if it's a state and regional, but especially some of the large conferences like IPMI, because uh, look, the industry now has you because the Miami team sent their frontline staff to an IPMI conference. So love that. And the second thing that's funny is, you know, you, you, you're the tech guy and your dad's the op guy, ops guy, but now your father runs one of the largest technology companies in the United States. For those that don't know, he is a CEO of Park Mobile North America. And, oh, well, no, it's yeah, now, I'm sorry. I what is it now? Yeah, I saw they just announced well, a global it's a change. Chief Client Officer. I saw that. Yeah, Chief Client Officer. Chief, I apologize. Chief Client Officer. Yeah. So, and for those of you, uh, episode 11, I interview Romy Valera. So check that one out. But yeah, I think I think you know this, but you, you're so fortunate, lucky to have such a such a great father. I know he's been a great mentor to me. Always been helpful. Actually, helped me get the job that I'm currently at. He helped me. Oh, I called that. him, asked him about Steve Resnick. Do you know this guy? And he vouched for him and helped me negotiate and made me a lot of money in, in my career. So I owe a, a lot to uh, 
to Romy. What a great family. Yeah. I've met your mom and I think your wife and some of your other, maybe your sister, but yeah. And I forgot. Yeah. I think that was kind of his, when he was the president, kind of, you bring your family and everything and your, your, the year. I don't yeah, know I remember that. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. But yeah. And that's, uh, and that's kind of, that's kind of how it is, man. You know, um, it's funny he, when he did go to pay by phone, I was like, you just now fell in love with tech, huh? It's just <laughs> like, no, I just pay by phone's amazing. You know, it's a, it's cool to work for, uh, you know, Volkswagen financial and a company as big as that. Uh, yeah. so props to him. I'm, I'm definitely proud of him. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's too good for me now, but he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's a big one. Uh, remember, yeah. remember, remember what I told you, remember what I told you at, uh, I in Anaheim, I told you, I, I am in this industry, not because I just love it, but because hopefully one day someone will come up to, to me or, or just tell me and tell me, Hey, aren't you Romy's son? Or, you know, go up to, to Romy and tell him, aren't you Matt's father? Yeah. That's what like, it's gotta be. Aren't you Matt's like, father instead of you're Romy's son, aren't you? It's going to yeah, happen one like, day, Matthew. I love hopefully, it. <laughs> hopefully we just switch it around, man. But no, nah, I'm, I'm grateful for them. Um, and I'm, you know, for every, everyone that's been welcoming me into the industry um, as a 20 year old, I mean, I would attend all these shows and regardless if they knew Romy, it was cool that, you know, they welcomed, they saw a younger guy in the industry and a young person. And, you know, I was opened armed with, by like by everybody. So it was pretty cool. Like, that's why I loved it you know, working with people, yeah. even like competitors, right? Like even my competitor, right? I look at our competitors. I'm like, dude, there's so much work for everybody to where uh, it's not even like, you know, malice relationship. Like all love to everybody. We're going to, you know, everyone will have a, a piece of the pie. Um, and it's just fun, right? Yeah. You learn that the, at the trade shows, you know, I've gone out with the, the best competitors and ended up having meaningful relationships. It's funny that parking world the the fraternity the the bond that that we share but all right so when um how can listeners learn more or follow along with parking guidance system because that's a long company name is it parkingguidancesystem.com yeah so uh derek was uh was fortunate enough to choose the longest domain name so that's also the <laughs> that's my domain for my email so it's 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 funny how everyone asks me, it's like, what's your email? I'm like, parkingguidancesystems.com. Um, but hey, yeah, any, everyone listening, you can definitely uh, you know, go to parkingguidancesystems.com. Uh, we'll be posting some, some new stuff there. Um, and then follow me on LinkedIn. You know, I, me and Dylan, our regional sales director, we're, we're pretty big on LinkedIn. Like We post a lot. So just give us a follow. And if you, know, if you have any questions, um, it's budget season. So if anyone has any questions, you know, just, just reach out and let us know so we can give you guys some budgetary numbers. So if that's something that you want, you guys can, uh, you know, improve your operations. Absolutely. And I will put that website in the show notes along with Matt's contact information. And Matthew, I also really appreciate speaking to LinkedIn. Anytime I post about the podcast, you always share it and like it. And that's been so helpful in helping grow the podcast. So I just put it together. Valer, are you, is Romy, you're fine. No, I'm just kidding. No. But <laughs> hey, uh, hey. We'll, yeah, we'll I'm telling you, you I, I like it. It, it. it builds that, it builds that fire, man. Yeah, no, we'll, <laughs> nah, we'll, I love it though. I love we'll it. get it soon enough. But all right, man, we'll appreciate you joining the podcast. Thank you so much and uh, have a great week. Yeah. Likewise. This episode is brought to you by Taz Technology. Since 1993, Tez has developed innovative text-based mobile solutions designed to streamline operations, increase efficiency, 
and improve overall customer experiences. My favorite is the ability to pay for parking without having to download an app. Test Solutions includes SMS valet, text to park, permit to park, and much more. I think every organization or city or university should be adding Tez to their payment options arsenal. Learn more about Tez at tezhq.com. 